Your friend you see That's what I have to say Or they will bury me Don't you try to criticize And don't you ever try to talk about their lies I don't know what you've been told But last time I checked We had the right to say the things we mean And disagree and not have to face the guillotine But if it's your head in the basket Then you just pick the wrong side of the revolution Riot Act with a PAT What the really means is that they're watching you And that they're really watching me And anyone who disagrees Is sure to lose their liberties A patriot has got to keep his mouth shut But if it's your head in the basket Then you just pick the wrong side of the revolution Enemies are free to live a life of tyranny the same as you or me And it's a crime Speak your mind And it's a crime whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say a word Cause if you heard that plate is gonna Never made a contribution to the revolutionary man It's a crime To speak your mind And it's a crime Don't say the word Cause if you heard that plate is gonna fall All those talking heads on television, you know, the nerdy guys wearing the bow ties who call themselves economists and 
keep talking about the fact that they see a light at the end of the tunnel, that we've reached the bottom, that the stock market is on the way. All of this boosterism, of course, doesn't take into consideration that the housing market, which started it all, remains a disaster area. Currently, about 7 million homeowners are behind on their mortgages, and that number is only getting worse. Banks, with the help of the government, are offering some relief to homeowners who've lost jobs and just can't meet the payments, but this is a small slice of this pie of misery. But there's a growing number who can't pay but are simply walking away from houses that are now worth as little as half of what they paid for them. It's called a strategic default. Once again, there's that military, you know, metaphor coming into the economic arena. Uh, what was it? The European banks that gave a trillion dollars to the Greeks uh, said this was a shock and awe moment. Well, now people are defaulting on their mortgages as a strategic default. People who have done the math and decided making those monthly payments is just throwing money away. Well, well, they're. They're just simply leaving. Uh, they, they can't pay. And they're simply walking away. It's the, the strategic default is like they leave the mortgage holders, the banks, as zookeepers of an ever-growing parade of white elephants. That should, they should have a parade of those white elephants in D.C., down Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, in front of all the legislators who are talking about the end of the R, when they should be talking about the beginning of the big D. Okay. In the past year, it's estimated that at least a million Americans who can afford to stay in their homes, can afford to stay in their homes, simply walked away. This is an issue of, of character and ethics. You don't find that being taught much in the schools today. No much time for them. We got to learn, you know, how to do important things uh, like flip hamburgers and stand in line. Among among these people who are making these moral decisions, there's this guy named um, Chris Diener and his wife, Dana, of Sun City, Arizona. 16 out of the 44 houses on the Diener Street have been foreclosed uh, over the last uh, year. Okay? So... Uh, he's number 17 because he's decided that he's just going to walk. Uh, he's an auditor for a local university, and he bought his three-bedroom house in 2006 for $262,000. He thought that he had a bargain, right? Okay, but, you know, first-time home buyers, you don't know houses are overvalued. You just don't know we need to get in there before it keeps going up and up and up, he explained. Well, he should have thought about that, huh? But then the balloon burst. So, how much does he think he could get for his $262,000 house today? Right now, about $142,000, Diener said. Big drop, over 43%. Yeah, well, he's an auditor. He was able to figure that out. So the university has an auditor who's decided to walk out on a mortgage payment, a loan he made in good faith that he can afford to execute because he just wants to walk. Diener and his house were, as they say, underwater with a mortgage about a quarter of a million dollars on a home worth less than 150000 So he thinks he has a very expensive lemon. No, the house is not a lemon. His character is the lemon. He says that, uh, you know, he's tried to talk his bank into renegotiating his mortgage, but because he earns enough to keep paying, the bank said no deal. Why am I not surprised? He says, they refused to. They said it was going to affect my credit and they were going to take my house. And I pretty much said, 
go for it. That's just kind of one variation of just do it. Diener said he could afford to stay in his house, but he chose not to. He's walking away. He says, that lemon of a house, you know, is now the bank's problem. Because Diener, like many Americans, only made a 10% down payment on his home, taking a hike is a lot easier. By law in Arizona and nine other states, the bank cannot go after any, get this, cannot go after any of his other assets, but his credit rating will suffer for seven years, and he doesn't seem to care. Asked if he doesn't feel a twinge of guilt, Diener said, no, especially after dealing with my lender, trying to contact them. No, none at all. Oh, my God. Well, Peter, you know, earlier in this month of May, uh, we did not acknowledge the 100th birthday of Norman Corwin. Norman I must say, is almost the inventor of radio drama, starting back in 1941 with a series on CBS called 13 by Corwin, and then another 13 by Corwin. Every week he would write one of these radio shows. And he was, I first read my first radio script, uh, a wonderful story called The Odyssey of Runyon Jones, written by Norman Corwin, about a little boy who had lost his dog and had to go to dog heaven to find it. And I read that and I said, I want to be a radio actor. And I was like 12, you know. So it was a great thrill meeting uh, uh, Norman. And down there in L.A., Phil uh, Proctor, our partner, and his wife Melinda went to his 100th birthday party. An, An amazing record. He met everybody in Hollywood and worked with every major star. He met Every major world leader, the presidents, everybody in his lifetime. And if you shake hands with Norman Corwin, you can shake hands with all those people, too. So just to remember him, there's a tiny bit of his voice in this scene. This is a scene from Empire of the Air, which is the epic saga of FM radio. And in 1927 is when we're going to join this epic. Uh, Graham McNamee will uh, talk about Lindbergh's arrival. And then you'll hear Major Armstrong and his wife becoming aware that radio is on everywhere and everyone everywhere is listening to Amos and Andy at the same time simultaneously and then you'll hear Norman talking about what the radio is before the radio just becomes mouthwash <laughs> 